the privilege is given to us to be gathered to him. And I will say it's a privilege for me to stand before you, to speak to you, people of God. Uh, pray that the Lord will bless us all this morning in the name of Jesus. Today, um, before I, I think I would do like pastor. Sorry, I'm not pastor. This is Lola Oloki. Hallelujah. Uh, I want to welcome you. Um, those of you who are in the house this morning and also those of us you know, watching online now and whenever, may the Lord bless you in the name of Jesus. Um, this uh, today, I've got the privilege to speak to us about benevolence. Is this the continuation of the series of uh, embracing ministerial gifts for restful increase? Embracing ministerial gifts for restful increase. And my prayer for us this morning is that the Lord will give us understanding and the knowledge so that we can affect the spirit and the culture of benevolence in life gate and the body of Christ in the name of Jesus. Throughout the Bible, we see a demonstration of people of people giving. I don't think our world in, in the long time I've seen, uh, I've experienced um, benevolence like this time of the corona. We see people giving Everybody giving, philanthropists giving. But as Christians, we need to understand the place of benevolence as, as Christians, as children of God. Because the Bible says you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. And it says with, with all you are getting, get understanding. So when you have an understanding of a thing, you it, it advantages you it puts you in the place of advantage so this is why the lord will i pray that the lord will give us understanding today in the name of jesus you may say lord sister lola what is benevolence the dictionary puts it as benevolence is having a disposition to do good to promote the welfare of the other Benevolence is doing good. Basically, it's doing good. And to do good requires you to be kind. And to be kind, which means to do good, requires generosity, requires uh, liberality. As children of God, we have been commanded To do good. Say to your neighbor, do good. Somebody say, do good. We'll be commanded to do good. But like I said to us, it requires us to be generous, to be able to do good. The Bible says in Proverbs 11, 25, the generous soul will be made fat. And he that waters will be watered himself. The generous soul will be made fat. The generous soul will be made fat. The generous soul will be made fat. 
Like I said earlier on, we have in, in our world today, we see a lot of giving. A lot of giving. People giving. But as children of God, we need to know the, our position regarding giving, regarding benevolence. First and foremost, I'll say to you, God is benevolent. So, say to your neighbor, God is benevolent. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave. Remember, benevolence is about doing good, and doing good is about, it's about giving and sharing. It's about giving and sharing. God himself demonstrated that to us as children that, you know, that he gave. That he gave to us Jesus Christ. And the Bible says, this gift of Jesus Christ to us is indescribable. God did not need to... To, he did not need anything from us to, okay, I'll say it this way. You see, to, for benevolence to be, to be, to be good, to be beneficial, a, the person giving it must devoid himself of selfishness. For you to be benevolent, for you to be a person who gives and gives correctly, you must be devoid of selfishness. You see a lot of giving, a lot of giving. But why do you give? Why do you give? We'll come to that later. You and I need to know also again that the benevolence, to be benevolent, is knowing the will of God. Knowing the will of God from Romans chapter 12 verse 2 it said be ye be, be not conformed but you be transformed by the the renewal of your mind be ye so do not be conformed to this world but be ye transformed by the renewal of your mind that you may prove what is good and acceptable and a perfect will of God that you may know what is good, that you may know how, that you may prove what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. He said, "You to be to be benevolent. If to be to be benevolent, it requires the renewal of the mind, because every most times people give with an ulterior motive. Why do you give?" You see somebody is giving you something, but you know the next uh, at, at the, uh, before you turn the corner is asking for something else. There's something behind it. They want something. But as Christians, the Bible wants us. It takes a, re, a, a mind renewal to be to be person who gives without selfishness. When you give, that your giving is must be devoid of selfishness. It takes a mind renewal. And today we've come to know the will of God. How many of us want to know the will of God? Because if we know the will of God, then whatever we do, it will be accepted. It will be accepted. It will, it will, it will, be, it will be perfect. From where we read uh, Luke 6.38, Jesus Christ says, give, and it shall be given to you. Give. So, 
Remember, benevolence is about kindness, and kindness is about doing good, and doing good is about giving. And the giving is about generosity. Jesus Christ said, give. Give. It is a command. It is a, it, it, it's not an advice here. It said, give. It is a command with a promise. Give, and it shall be given to you. You see, motive is very fundamental to giving. Your motive. The, there's elements, there's identified three elements of, of benevolence. One, the desire to do good. Yes, we all want to do good. Second, is it the, the, the performative act of it where you actually take yourself up Take yourself to go and do that good. To actualize that good. And three, the cognitive aspect of it. The sincerity of it and the rationale for it. The sincerity of it and the rationale for it. So, it's good to understand why we must be, why we should be benevolent. We saw in the Bible where people give with the ulterior motive. Jesus Christ even warned us not to give, you know, to be careful how we do our work of righteousness. In um, Matthew 6, 1 to 4, Jesus Christ said, Be aware of practicing your, righteous work, your righteousness before men. Be aware, be aware to practice your righteousness before men. To be noticed by them, otherwise you have received from you are you have received your reward from your father which is in heaven. Be aware. Do we give because of pride? Do we be, give because of pressure? Do we give because of power? We saw somebody in, in the Bible, in the book of Acts, the Simon, who said, Give me, give me this thing for give me money that I may receive some. Do you give because you want to get something back? Do you give because you have been cajoled, you have been manipulated? Thank God we don't have that kind of situation in this house. Since this ministry has begun, there hasn't been a situation where there's been a jingle and a cajoling to give, you must give, turn you up and down. If you don't give, they turn you upside down and find a way to just get something out of you. There's no need. Do you give because of guilt? So as children of God, we, we will need to understand the, the right way to give. So that the, the, the blessing of giving. It said give and it shall be given to you. We will not come to the blessing yet. Because, you know, it is the aspect of the blessing we are talking about. That people forget about the issue of the give and it shall be given to you. Let's wait at that. Give and it shall be given to you. Before we go to the blessing. Proverbs 11.25 A generous person will prosper. A generous person will prosper. is guaranteed. If you are generous, you will prosper. This is why even it is a law. It is a law. It is a spiritual law. And everyone that, gives, that, that does it, you can see the, 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 what comes to them. But we want to do it the right way. We want to do it the right way. It does not mean because you are giving big amount of money or you meaning that you are serving the lord 
Because you give a lot of money means you are, you are, you are acceptable to God. This is, this is another cash to eat. Because you are giving big money or somebody is giving big money to, to, to some work or whatever does not mean they are serving the Lord. It does not mean they are acceptable by God. But you and I want to be we want to give our, we want to our benevolence to be a service and we want to be acceptable by God in the name of Jesus. In 2 Corinthians chapter 8, the Apostle Paul talked about graceful giving. He talked about graceful giving in Second um, um, Corinthians eight verse nine, it talks about graceful giving to the uh, to the children of to the Corinthians church. He realized he said to the Corinthians church, "I know you 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 are bound in faith. You are bound in many things. You know you have many things. You 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 are a very rich church. You are a very rich church. I know you know the grace of God." You know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. He said, for though he was rich, for though he was rich, yet for your sake he became poor. And the apostle was trying to talk to the children, the, the Corinthian church, about graceful giving. And not only did he do that, he now talked about, he now testified about a lady in Acts chapter 16, Lydia. Lydia, uh, Lydia, we were told that she's a rich woman. She, she's a businesswoman, very rich. And Paul found out where the, the women used to gather to pray. And when she had, the, 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 first and foremost, she, Lydia is a woman of God. That was why she was in the place where she was, pray, she was praying. Paul met her there. And when Paul shared some revelation with her, the, the, the Bible says she had, by God's power, she had and heed to what Paul was saying. And because of that, she said to Paul, come to my house. Stay with me. And the Bible said, Paul stayed with Lydia. Paul stayed, went to her house because of what she had and she heeded to what he said. He must have preached about, he must have talked to her about the, 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 the graceful giving. And also we, we saw in 2 second, uh, second Corinthians chapter 8, where, you know, in, in, where Stephanos, where Stephanos were told that he was a person who was committed to the ministry of the saints. Stephanos was committed to the ministry of the saints, him and his family, that he, they were committed to the ministry of the saints. And um, you can find that in 1 Corinthians 16, please. It's in 1 Corinthians 16. Where Stephanus was a, is a man who, him and his household, were, were, were committed to giving and to the ministry of the, of the saints. And also, Apostle Paul also, speaking to the Corinthians church, he told them, I know that you are, you are bound in faith. You, you, are, you are good, in, you, you have many things. You, but I want to speak to you about one thing. This thing I'm going to speak to you about is to, for your own advantage. For your own advantage. The, 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 
the graceful giving. And he, he told them about another church, the Macedonian church. The Macedonian church, let us look at the Macedonian church. In um, 2 Corinthians chapter 9. 2 Corinthians chapter 9. Paul told the, the Corinthian church about the Macedonian church. He told them, are we there? Let's read now. Let's read. Okay, you know what? Give me six to eight. Thank you. Give me six to eight. Okay, uh, let's read now. Sorry, did I say to you nine? I say eight. I said Second Corinthians eight. Second Corinthians eight. Second Corinthians eight. One to three. Yeah. Give me one to three. Thank you. Okay. Let's read that. Thank you. For I testify, verse three. For I testify that according. Come on then. Paul was uh, talked about the Macedonian church as, you know, they were the church that gave according to their ability. The, the Macedonian church gave in three levels. They gave according to their ability. They gave beyond their ability and gave their of their own accord. They gave of their own accord. And then, if you, if we look at if, if we look at Second Corinthians nine one where he was telling the uh, Corinthians church, he said, it is not necessary for me to write to you according to the ministry of the saints. We children of God have been called to do good. Our giving must be motivated by love. Give uh, by love. And why? Because we are thankful for what God has done for us. Remember, for God so loved the world that he gave, that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have what? have eternal life so in the second corinthians uh, 8 9 to 10 we see it says but as for you abound in everything he was talking to the corinthians church in second corinthians 8 9 uh, uh, second corinthians 8 verse 7 to 9 says but to you abound in everything but to you abound in everything in faith in speech in knowledge in the diligence and in the love for us, see that you are bound in this grace also. We're talking about graceful giving. The grace, graceful giving. Somebody say graceful giving. The apostle was encouraging the Corinthian church to abound in this grace. To abound in this grace. This grace we're talking about is being benevolent. Say to abound in this grace. And verse 9 of it says, For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, though he was rich, for your sake he became poor. For, though for your sake he became poor. That you may, that through his poverty may become rich. 
I will say to you today that to be benevolent to, as children of God, all that we have, it requires that we are... If you're talking about benevolence, there's no way you can talk about benevolence without talking about stewardship. Because the Bible says all that we have belongs to him. All that we have, all that is in heaven and earth belongs to him. Psalm 24. The earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof and the people who live in it. Everything belongs to God. And in Chronicles, Second Chronicles, 29 when the people came and gave to the work of the temple and david was grateful to god he said what you have given to us we've just given it back to you for yours is the glory and the power and the glory and the majesty riches and honor all belongs to you all belongs to god so when whatever we own, nothing has been given to us, nothing that we have that we have not been given. All that we have has been given to us. So now, there's a call now to give. There's a call to give. And this giving is to your own advantage. God does not need anything from you and I. He said the, the cattle on the thousand, he belongs to him. The giving I'm calling you to do, this command that I'm calling you, this thing I'm bringing to your attention is to your own advantage so that you do it. First Timothy 6. Let's open it. First Timothy 6. It says, Command them who are in this, command those who are rich in this present age. Read for me, please, everybody. In this present age, not to be haughty, not to trust in uncertain riches, but in the living God who gives everything things to enjoy. In verse 18 now says, let them do good. Verse 18. He said, everybody read. Let them do good, that they may be rich in good works, ready to give, willing to share. Say it again, verse 18. Let them do good, that they may be rich in good works, ready to give, willing to share. This is the instruction. This is, the instruction is to do good. The instruction is to do good, that they may, that they may be rich in good works, ready to share, willing, uh, ready to give, and willing to share. But in verse 17, look at it. He said, command them that are rich in this, in this present age. Command them. Who are the rich? Who are the rich? He said, for you know, 2 Corinthians uh, 9, 2 Corinthians 9, for you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, who was rich, became poor, that you may become rich. You know the, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. I know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. He said, he was rich. He became poor so that I may be rich. He said, command them who are in this world. Command them that are rich in this world. You are the rich. Say to your neighbor, you are the rich. I am the rich. And you are being commanded. And I say, command them that are rich in this present age. This present age. Not the one to come. This very one. To do good. To do good. 
that they may be rich in good works. Like in um, Luke 26, where Jesus Christ warned that be careful to do our, 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 our righteous work. We've been called to do work. We've been called to do work, and this work is the work of good. Work of good. Work of goodness. Preferring the other. Preferring the other to give and to share. Hebrews 6, 13 says, Do not forget, do not forget to do good and to share with others. Do not forget. Somebody read that for me. Hebrews 6, that is Hebrew 13, 6. He said, do not forget. Read for me. Do, do forget, do good, but Yes. Do not forget to do good and to share with others, for with such sacrifice, God is pleased. We talk about, we want to be pleasing unto the Lord. We want to be acceptable by God. He said, do not forget. Then there's a potential to forget. Why do we forget? There's a potential to forget. That is why there's a reminder here to say, do not forget. Galatians 6 9 said, do not grow weary. Do not grow weary while doing good. For in due season, you will reap. So there's a potential to be tired. There's a potential to, to forget. There's a, and there are reasons for it. Could it be you, 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 you stop giving? You stop giving because of a, a previous disappointment in, 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 in leadership. Could it be because you are not giving because you are in debt? This is why God don't want any one of us to be in debt. Because if you are in debt, you will not be able to be optimum in your giving. This is why he doesn't want any one of us to be in any kind of debt. Because as a church, look at the, uh, the, 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 the Corinthian church, the Macedonian church. He said they gave by, of their ability. Ability means the full potential of what they had. How many of us can boast confidently that we are giving to our ability? We are giving to our ability. So the issue, problem here is that when, you know, by the grace of God, as many of us are in debt, the, as we walk, our, God will help us to walk ourselves out of it in the name of Jesus. Amen. He said, I'm telling you this thing for your own advantage. You, we are to give to our ability full of our potential and even beyond. In the first place, we are, not, we are under giving. If we are under giving, there's no way we can give even beyond if we are not giving, if we need to be clear about our, you know, because all that we have, like I said, in our giving, in, our, in all that we own, we are, we, 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 God owns it, we have to be accountable. God sees it all. Are we under giving? God wants us to give to our full ability. And as many as have problems because of debt or because of out of job, the Lord will see us through in the name of Jesus. He said, for such, God is pleased. For such, God is pleased. Hallelujah. And from where we read, Jesus now was not telling us the things we should give. Because when we talk about giving, people just limit it to only giving money. 
We give of our time, we give of our resources, we give of our ability. All that we have, all that we stand for is to be given to the Lord because all belongs to him. All belongs to him. Let's read Luke chapter, um, let's look at Luke chapter 21. Is it 21? He said, and Jesus looked. There was a scenario. Look at it now. Mind you. There was a scenario in the Bible where you have the situation of the rich man, the widow's mite. How many of us remember the widow's mite? That was the story in Luke 21. In Luke 21, Jesus Christ was in the temple and he, he, he sat at the table where people were giving and everybody came to give. And he saw the widow came and gave of her two mites. And he, afterwards he said to his disciples, this woman has given much more than they all, for she gave out of her poverty. She gave out of her poverty. So we are talking now. If we want to talk about who is to give and who should not give, everybody is called to give. The poor and the rich. Every one of us are called to give. Not some special philanthropic people of course we've got ability and graces and we, we we are in different levels you are to give at your level he did not why didn't he say to the to the widow no 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 you you are poor keep your two might keep your two might maybe when you have some more you can come and give no and the exemption the, the nobody's exempted to give i've seen situations where pastors don't give they come and shout here, shout there, but they don't give. I mean, I'm talking in this house. I've been in church for a very long time now, so I've got a lot of experience in church life. You know, everybody's ex is, 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 is nobody's exempted. We are all to give. You don't say, oh, I don't have. That is why you are called to give. Giving in your own ability, in, in all of your ability. In our strength. So you see, that makes giving a privilege for everyone of us who has experienced the grace of God. Yes, if you have experienced the grace of God, you are to give. It is your responsibility to give. The Bible says, when you give like that, you lay for you lay hold of eternal life in the name of Jesus. He said, let them, let all that you do be done in love. Let all that you do be done in love. In this giving, we are talking about it has to be done in love. It has to be done in love. Let's look at where we read from Luke chapter 6. Luke chapter 6, we'll, we'll, we'll stagger the readings. We'll look at it, we'll, we'll stagger the reading. Luke chapter 6. And from verse 1, from verse 1, it says, But I say to you who hear, love your enemies, do good to those who, who hate you, bless those who curse you, pray for those who spitefully use you, do to them who strike you on one cheek, after uh, offer the other also. And from him who take your cloak, do not withhold your tunic, give to everyone who asks of you, and give him who takes away your, your good. Do, and do not ask them back. Just and just as you want them men to do to you, do to them also. So in in, in verse thirty three, he say, if you do good to those who do good to you, 
of what credit is it? Give me 33, thank you. Give me 33. He said, let's read. He said, if you do good to those who do good to you, of what credit is that to you? For even infidels do the same. So, and he says, and if, you know, and he now came to start giving the list of the things to give. Because sometimes as Christians, we forget some of this goodness we are to do. Let's look from 35 now. Let's look from 35. 35 say, but you love your enemy. We are to give love. Say to your neighbor, give love. Bible say, oh no man, nothing but love. What do we, what do you owe me? What do I owe you? Oh no man, nothing but love. Oh no man, nothing but love. We are to give love. Okay? And then it says, um, in, in verse 37, in verse 37, it says, judge not. Judge not and you shall not be judged. We are not to give judgment. We are not to give judgment. Who is the, who is gonna, who is the, who is the judge? So are we permitted to give judgment regarding any situation? We, we're quick to be judgmental. Especially the body of Christ. They hit their own on the floor and knock it and, and, and slap it on the ground. They're already on the floor. You knock them some more. He said, judge not. We are not to give no judgment. Say to your neighbor, give no judgment. And you shall not be judged. Apostle Paul said, I'm not judged by any one of you. God is the judge. You give no judgment. He said, condemn not. And you shall not be condemned. So you give no condemnation. Say, you give no condemnation. And it says, forgive, verse, you know, and say, forgive, forgive. Forgiveness. Someone say, forgiveness. We are to give forgiveness. And in, and in verse 38, where we read, um, Luke 6 38, say, give. Everybody now read. Give, and it shall be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaking together, and running over, will be put into your bosom. Give short out for you. Hallelujah. Another aspect we've been called to give is to give to people who want to borrow from us. Sometimes people want to borrow for us, we've got capacity for it. We are to give to them, we are not to turn them away. There's a culture I, got, I came aware not long ago. Uh, apparently in the, in the Arabian culture, when somebody come and knock at your door, and they just enter your house, they are strangers, they come into your house, and just, they, just, they are able to get into your house. You don't send them out. You, they will be there for three days before you say to them, excuse me, what have you come for? You keep giving them, providing for them, making sure they're very comfortable. Three days. I don't know. You come to my door. It's amazing. Somebody
somebody knocks your door and they open and they rush into your living room, you can't put, take them out. They keep feeding and make sure they give them the best of things in the house. After the thought, they say, excuse me, sir, you're welcome. May I know why you have come? What a culture, amazing. Peak of hospitality. We are to give to them who ask, who, who, if we have got capacity. It's not okay for somebody to come and borrow something from you and you have it and you don't give it to them. The Bible says no to that. And the biggie, to give to the poor. We've been called to give to the poor. The Bible says we, we, we should give to the poor and not be hard-hearted and be tight-fisted towards them. Do not be hard-fisted. Do not be tight to the poor. Do not be hardened to the poor. You must give to the poor. He said, rather, rather be open-minded, be open-handed and freely give to them and freely give to them whatever they need. Give to the poor. We've been called to give to the poor. The poor in the midst, the poor without. There was a day, day my, uh, uh, when, I think I was pregnant for Toby, about 22 years ago, we were in church like this, and I, we were one of the deacons, I was, I think, in, in, close to the front, and I just went out there to ease myself. And uh, when I went out to, of the church, and I saw a lady, she came in pajama, she came in nighty. She came to church in nighty. What? I saw that she, she came in nighty with just one wrapper, the top, the top of it is nighty. And she has a baby and she's pregnant. God! I said, God, I've got, <laughs> I've got clothes. I just went, after that service, I just went home. I took all everything with my own, all that I had, with my baby's clothes. Because when Toby was to be born, I'm a market person. Every day I went to the market, I bought something. So my son could wear one cloth per day for one solid year. I'm not kidding. My son could wear one cloth per day. I bought, I bought. Everybody going to Dubai, France, everywhere, they know I was buying. I took everything I gave to her. And ever since then, God promised to beautify my life. And to be honest, if it, and the, 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 the covetousness, or I would say, the covetousness for material things went out the window. And if I choose to present 365 days in, in, in a year, I can't. By the grace of God, I'm not boasting. She came to church with 90, and I was there with Hollandis and all that. No. Went. Off it went, to the glory of God. He said, do not be hard-hearted. Do not be hard-hearted. Be open-minded, be open-handed, and give to them. And to your utmost surprise, the second Sunday, my son, Oluwatobi then was six months old, but you know, I bought clothes of different ages and when I gave it to her, her daughter was older than Toby and she's a girl. She put on Toby's clothes on him. That's how, because they were so poor, she put the baby's clothes on him. Meanwhile, the, the intention was, I gave it to her and things in preparation of the one that is to be born. 
when we see the poor, and I'll come to you, given to the poor, my kids can testify to this. There was a day, the reason not long ago, this year, we were at uh, Lido. I got to Lido, I picked up some things. And a man came to beg, and I gave him some money. Straight away, he left the park. Straight away, he left the park. He did not go begging anymore. I said to my daughter, I said, you don't know what this has happened, what has happened to this man. But you see, you know, I mean, we, we're going into a restaurant. The restaurant we're talking about, we're going into, maybe we're talking about minimum is 25 pounds uh, per plate. Then somebody sitting down there begging. You know, you say, oh, no, they're going to, people say, oh, we don't give it to them because they're going to use it to do whatever. Whatever they're going to give to, to do, whatever they're going to do with it. Please, when, to the poor. He said, when you give to the poor, you give to the Lord. When we give to the Lord, he said, and the Lord will pay you back. He said, when we give to the poor, we, we give to the Lord. And the Lord will pay him back. So the Lord is not a debtor to anyone. When we give to the poor, he promised to pay us back. He promised to pay us back. So let's, let's, let's endeavor to be doing good to the poor in the name of Jesus. The poor in the house and the poor out without in the name of Jesus. And also, meeting the needs of the saints. We're talking about giving, giving to the needs of the saints. Giving in the times of tithes and offering. In tithes and offering. We are to give our tithe. I know a lot of people talk about, oh, oh, Jesus Christ did not. No, no, Jesus Christ did not rule out tithes. The minimum we can give is 10%. The minimum we can give is 10%. And regarding tithes, it says, test me and see. Test me and see. If I will not open the windows of heaven for you, that you will overflow with blessing. The, 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 the general soul shall be made fat. The generous soul shall be made for. We are called to give to the, to, 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 the, to the needs of the saints. We are called to give. We, we need this place to gather together. Can you imagine, I was talking to somebody the other time. I said, oh, we're going to do something. Oh, the church has been closed for long. Oh, why should we give? After all, the church has been closed. The church is closed, but the, 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 things, the, the, the bills are still going. I can, you know, it's quite, it's quite a very annoying uh, whatever to me to, you know, how can you know, reason that way? How can you reason that way? Oh, we, we are to give in, in certain regard. Oh, no, the church has been closed since, so why we don't need to give? But you see, when you give in the day of plenty, when it comes to the day of scarcity, you have already, you have already backed up. Hallelujah. So we are called to give our tithes and our offerings. And the tithes and the offering is to be generous. We are to, in everything, we are called to, to generosity. God has not ruled out tight. But is the minimum we can give to him is 10%. Minimum. Apparently, the Old Testament, they realized that they gave more than 23% at the end of the year. They gave more than 23%. And we also give, we, we also called to give to, you know, in, regarding, you know, the tithes and the offering, we are called to be faithful. In all of our giving, we are called to be faithful. Because the Apostle Paul says, for a man of God is expected of him to be faithful. So, in our benevolence, whether giving to the poor, giving to the church, giving to whoever we are to, to give, whatever we are giving, we, we are to be faithful. We are to be faithful. And also, we are called to give to people who labor in the world. I know people have said these things, oh, as if maybe oh, the pastor wants to 
Oh no, the, the pastor wants to, you know, want to take their money. He said, he that share with you of spiritual goods, share with him material also. You are to give. You are to give. People who labor in the world. This is the word of God. Do we want to be pleasing? Do we want to do the will of God? Do we want to, do we want to be clear in our understanding so that we do the will of God and so that we can be pleasing and acceptable by him? We need this understanding. I'm not asking for my family, but this is the word of God. This is the word of God that we, must, we should give. Give. Give to the people who labor in the world. And also, we, we, you know, when we give, we should see it as an investment, spiritual investment. We see it as spiritual investment. In Matthew 6, he said, when we give, he said, there, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So when we give, what it does for you and I is to help us to break covetousness. Your heart will be towards heavens. Your, you'll be, your, heart, your heart will be eternally inclined. Regarding giving, I will say to you, you know, you cannot, there's no way. He said, I'm telling it to you for your own advantage. My kids have just started work. Those of them who have started, who have, have started work among them, they all, you know, they, 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 they give their tithes and they give their offerings. It's something you start. If you cannot give, if you cannot give, your 10 pounds today from 100 pounds. 1,000 pounds will be too difficult to give when you have 100,000. And when you have 1,000 pounds, you cannot even give 100 pounds. You want to break from the grip of money? You want to break yourself? You want to be free in your work with the Lord? Be faithful in the area of your giving. Then your life will be free in the name of Jesus. So he said, he's not, we're not, I'm not telling you what we don't do. Even the ones, in fact, the ones that when one started, I asked, have you paid your tithe? Oh, yes, mom. And the one that, oh, no, 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 You know, you, 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 you are paying. No, you, 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 this is how we do it. This is, the, this is how we do it here. This is how you want God to, you know, you want God to do things that you cannot reach yourself. Please be faithful. Be faithful. He said, when you give, let's look at 1 Timothy 6.19. He said, storing up for themselves good foundation for the time to come, that they may lay hold of eternal life. That they may lay hold of eternal life. 1 Timothy 6.19. That they may lay hold of eternal life. That they may lay hold of eternal life. Eternal life, eternal life is it, it, not only we have been saved, we are going to heaven. That's one of it. But eternal life, said that they may lay hold of eternal life. If this eternal life we are talking about here on this earth has got a lot of potential. It has got a lot of openings to it. Not only eternal life. He said that they may lay hold of eternal life. That they may store for themselves a good foundation for the time to come. That they may lay hold of eternal life. For this eternal life, is, 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 it has a lot of potential. How many of us want to enjoy all that we are supposed to enjoy here on earth? Then we go to heaven and see that, oh, we did not even use any of what God has in store for us. There's a lot that we need to explore 
in this life of eternal. He said, I have come that they may have life, have it more abundantly, here and there, here and there. Hallelujah. So our attitude, our attitude to giving must be that we are, we are free, we are willing, and we are cheerful. He said, giving not grudgingly, not with a grudging heart, not reluctantly, but with, a will, with, 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 with willingness. With willingness. Not because you give, not because somebody has forced you. You, you, are, you give because you know. You know the grace of God. You give because you know the grace of God. You know because you, you, you give because you know the grace of God. Hallelujah. Our giving must be intentional. You don't come looking at uh, scrunching your purse to see to give to throw in the coins. You plan it. End of the month or beginning, you say, Lord, beginning of the year, wherever you plan it or wherever you, from which point you start, you say, you plan it, you prepare it, you, you, you decide about it. Lord, I'll be giving you 10 pounds every week. That is in your offerings, you know, and amongst everything you do, you don't come looking for change. You see, people can buy 120 pounds clothes on children to move around on their knees. They can't give 10 pounds in church. You come, you say, oh, we are giving God thanks. We are giving God just Come and see my dress, so see my dress, so, and everything. Then you can do party for whatsoever amount of money. That you can give trumps to God. He said, for you know the grace of God. Because you have known the grace of God. Know the grace of God. Because of you, he was poor. He became poor that you may become rich. We give according to our ability. We give in love. We give in humility. Because of what God has done for us in thankfulness. And above all, we give cheerfully. We give cheerfully. Say, for God loves a cheerful giver. He loves a cheerful giver. Remember, giving a lot of money, giving big, big things, does not mean that we are serving the Lord. We are we're giving because we know that it is the will of God, it is commanded, and we are obeying it, and we have the right attitude to it. And because when we give, our intention, our motive is giving to the Lord. Our intention is giving to the Lord in thanksgiving for what he has done. We, are, we cannot, there's nothing God wants to take from us. And there's nothing, we don't give to God because we want to take from him. This is why our, our, our benevolence in all way must be devoid of an ulterior motive. Your intent, your number one, your all in all in motive to giving is because you have known the grace of God and you are thankful for what he has done for you and you are grateful, you are appreciative of what he has done because of the divine exchange that has happened and what is to and, and the beauty of salvation that you enjoy. May the Lord bless you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs>